0: Hello and welcome to "Bend the Knee," a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir
1: Matt, the Bud Knight, and I am Sir Ezra, the Watchful. Welcome to Follow up Friday. Um, we've got a l- a lot of ravens, <laughs> We're we're
0: just uh, we have you know we're, we're getting ready to record this. And I'm thinking when I look at this tomorrow
1: morning, it's going to be two and then something. Yeah, two it, hours and then something. <laughs> we'll see. It's uh, I think one of the reasons why is. Um, I, Sir Ezra, just returned from uh, from vacation. Literally just returned. Literally, literally guys, just got off the plane. No joke. I literally just got here as fast as I could. Um, Set down, with Sir Matt, and and we are we are ready uh, to get after this. I had been reading a few of them on on vacation because it's what I do, just to keep up on stuff. And I was like, boy, we are in for a big episode. So mm-hmm. we've even got something we've had to put on the back burner and save for the yeah. following Friday, which is always good for us because the more the better, mm-hmm. more uh, just makes the makes the show go. Uh, a lot. Um, it's more interesting, I guess. Yeah. So now, one thing before we get started, okay? I I think we've <laughs> what did we're being I call Haunted. Us? What's that? We're being haunted. Well, we're being haunted. Yeah, we're we're being haunted. But we've got ravens flying in from every corner of the realm uh, of the realm, and even across the, the sea the, now. The sea, this I know. is this is kind of getting ridiculous. Um, we're getting to the point. We've been eating our humble pie for a while. Yeah. And I'm done with it yeah i'm done eating the humble pie okay i just want to come out and say it i i think we're we're moving up there we're getting we're working on those facebook likes once we get to 200 we're gonna get Mm -hmm. the group going they're close i want I, i really want people just pouring more content into that i you learn so much from a facebook group so i do really hoping we can get to that but uh yeah been noticing some i've been listening to some other podcasts out there and they claim they're like the number one. They or claim they, they're the best. They're the best. They're, they're, they're the number yeah. one. This and that. Well, of, I'm just
0: going to go ahead and say it. If you uh, do an iTunes search for Game of Thrones, we're the first thing that comes up.
1: Well, I'm also going to go ahead and say. I'm just saying it. The ah. name of the show is Bend the, the knee. knee. Yeah. I don't know. I, some every about maybe every five six episodes, we just need to remind people yeah. uh, who they're dealing with here. Yeah. So it's not. Uh, it's not. Oh, hey, let's no. Bend the knee. (laughs) Just had to, just had to throw that out there. So we love to have a little uh, friendly little competition with other podcasters, Mm -hmm. and we have had some correspondence with them here recently. And uh, I'm interested to. Uh, continue that back and forth dialogue that Sir Matt and I are having. We will uh, let you in on some of that. Uh, if you're on, if you're on Patreon, you'll be getting a, a newsletter with some upcoming cool mm-hmm. goodies that we will we do. Our yeah, call the banners yeah. podcast. And yeah, so people. But anyways, just had to make that yeah. uh, quick disclaimer. Quick
0: news: I will say, uh, people have been getting their shirts. Been yeah, getting a lot of messages. people yeah. are really liking them. Glad that our patrons uh, mm-hmm. are enjoying those. Or Adam Parker. I am always in uh, communication with him. Yep. Uh, speaking of which, he also won the trivia this week. Yay, yeah, did. Trivia was who leads the faith of the seven, and it is the High Septon, um, not the High Sparrow. Did have a couple people say the High Sparrow, because in the yeah. show, you have the High Sparrow. Right, right. Um, and so I uh, actually had one person, uh, Devin Lewis, who was like the High sp- Septon. No, the High Sparrow. I was like, ah, uh, and he's, like, ah, he's, like, ah he's like, I should have stuck with it the first time. Right, you know? right. Um, yeah, Sir Robert, uh Newcastle, he's always right there, but yeah. or Adam Parker, boom, we did have some people get tricked up. Also that we changed the trivia, just kind of threw it in and ran it in the middle.
1: Some people like that though. People like they that. thought that was I, cool, so I think
0: I think we're going to continue that going forward. Um, you know, Lady Jamie, um, Rachel Gomez, some other yeah. people chimed in as well. Uh So, congrats to uh, Lord Adam Parker retaking that.
1: Yeah, and uh, I think we're going to have a little bit more uh, diversity on that leaderboard because just different names up there because of where we put it in, Mm -hmm. you know, in the episode. So, it's Mm -hmm. buried in there, friends. Yeah, So, could be at any moment. Yeah. (gasps) Yep. Is it now? No, it's it's not
0: not now.
2: (laughs) Well, no. Okay.
0: But, uh, yeah, anyway. So, uh, yeah. So, just wanted to get that out. Well, I think we just got to go ahead and dive right in. Sorry, That's Edmund. fine. Let's do
1: it because we've got a all lot right. to get to.
0: So, uh, Regine um, mm-hmm. sent us a huge email last week, kind of going over history, another big historical connection. Yeah. Um, she had mentioned that she, you know, last time we talked about that, she's working on like her master's thesis and doing all this Game of Thrones. Regine's and lovely. It's awesome. She's so lovely. It's awesome. We always butcher her name because we're uh, terrible, ignorant Americans. Um,
1: But we love you, Regine
0: We do, and we're gonna get to it We're just gonna have to put it off for another week Unfortunately, uh, you know, Sir Ezra just got back Literally stepped off a plane Yeah, And uh, we really want to do that one The justice it deserves, that just requires a lot of uh, We lean on Sir Matt For some of that too Yeah, so yeah, so we're still working on that, but she did also send us a message on Instagram, mm-hmm. um, it's just a cool picture. Uh, if, you go, if you go and you look at any of the art of the Iron Throne from yeah. the books, and Ger has said, like, this is the, how I more envision it, the difference between the Iron Throne and the show and the books is totally different.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know what? He, he, okay, last plug for this, because I really want this to happen. If we had the Facebook group, she, we could be talking about this, and everyone could just go look at yeah. it right, right now. We'll so get, yeah. we'll get there, but um, I think what we'll do is we'll, after this, we will... Post that for you guys Because mm-hmm. it's very 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 different From which it's just the Yeah People have read the Descriptions in the books And they've they've You know drawn Yeah if you
0: look at the show I mean it still looks cool In the show don't Oh yeah get me wrong. It's Yeah
1: just, yeah In the books it's like You know What if
0: you go back In to the Egon... books it's, it's like 10-20 feet Right Tall right. Like it, it, it's
1: yeah, if you look at the show and then think about what we know in A World of Ice right. and Fire and the the number of swords that were collected by the enemy, mm-hmm. it's it, more like in the in the in the in the, in the
0: show it's kind of like hundreds. In the in the show it's like the, excuse me in the show it's like hundreds. In the books it's like thousands. And the other thing you got to think about um, in the books they talk about how like it stabs them as you sit in it and it's you know yeah. like yep. running your fingers through it and it kind of cuts you and right. mm-hmm. stuff like that and yeah I mean that's how uh, what's his name uh, Magor dies
1: yeah. Was remember that?
0: remember he gets like stabbed through the back of the neck. Yeah. Yeah, that the, the, did the That's right. kill him. Yeah,
1: so. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Was it one so. of his wives? Who was it? Exactly. Yeah, so. All right. Um so yeah, so that was pretty cool. That was that was neat to see that that image from her. Uh will share that on Facebook, but um uh, now we got a little something. We got a little, voicemail here. Yeah.
0: Got a, got a voice raven here, so going to go ahead so cool. and play this. Let's play this.
2: Greetings, podcast. Uh I am Stephen uh from uh, the woods here of Miami, of Kendall. And uh, I was just, I'm just i listening through the back episode. Big fan of the show. Big fan of Game of Thrones YouTube videos. You guys have me on the verge of starting to actually read the physical um, and or digital copies of the books. And I'm listening to you guys talking about Catelyn hearing that possibly... Um, a Dane could be Jon Snow's mother, could that just be an allusion to sort of Jon Snow's such a great swordsman that the people of the North are kind of like, what if, you know, the Stark in Dane blood are in Jon Snow's blood, and that is why such a dope, dope Because they do talk about how skilled Jon is and I'm pretty sure John is, like, just a little bit better than Rob. Like, straight up, sword to sword, right? Do you agree? Is this possible? Love the podcast. Thank you. Bye-bye. My watch has ended.
0: Wow. Um Yeah, there is that weird little... That little Yeah, that's it. Google voice freaks out sometimes. Yeah. Also, what it every time every time we get these, um, Google uh, translates it <laughs> yes. for you. Yeah. And I was listening to this and it says like you guys have me on the verge of st- of starting sexual read of the physical <laughs> and of the digital cop. I was like, What oh, is going weird. on? It's always funny. It's just it it's funny. so weird. It just always freaks out. Um but Sir Steven, thank you. But Sir Steven, yeah. Thank you. Um in response to your Raven. I would actually go as far as to say, I think John is quite a bit better than Rob. Uh, Yeah. We don't really. We don't really. The only time we get Rob one on one swordsman battle is when he's like dueling with Joffrey. Mm-hmm. And even that, the way it's kind of described is, you know, but Rob does win battles left. Well, of, like Rob wins battles for a year.
1: Yeah. As a commander. I as think a commander. He, yeah. He's, he's, he's very, very cunning. Um, he does actually lead a couple you know, he's, he's in the thick of it. Mm-hmm. So, so that's, that's for sure. I mean, he's still heavily guarded and protected. He's the king of the North. Right. Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It would be interesting to see if Rob would have had a, a more one-on-one combat. Right.
0: The only uh, time we, I think we really hear about Rob's actual combat experience is when it's in a game of, it's at the end of a game of Thrones when he um, it's like in a Catlin chapter. It's when he is leading the North remember cuz uh a handful of northerners go to take on Tywin Lannister as like it's like a faint mm-hmm. right yeah, yeah. and they basically are going to their deaths and they know it yep they like they they know it and um and so it's then so Rob and those guys take Jamie and you get you get Catelyn's perspective and she's just seeing like oh it's so she's flashes of people mm-hmm. um she she even sees Jamie Lannister I think she sees Rob and Rob comes back and he's injured but um yeah. I believe I want to say Rob like kind of mentions like oh I you know I got a couple guys or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. They, they, and they mentioned with Jamie too, like like book and show, like just how many people that he it took to to sort of bring him down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To, to, to to for him to yeah. I, I don't know. I think though, John. I would say actually though, from what we know and if what you if what you can pull from the text, he is a better swordsman. Oh, for sure. I definitely. You know? I definitely. I just, there's not enough to evidence to to say that Rob is. Better or or what have you, and plus John's like really actually more in the thick of it, right out there in danger. Has to use, has to rely on his sword play. Um, well, I mean, not really. I guess it's more just in the yard. He's practice, he's practicing, and then you know he'll use it when he goes um, north and faces the wildlings a little bit here and there. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah. So um, as for him being a Dane, though, I mean, yeah, the whole Ashara connection, you know, being mentioned, we mentioned that when we first started the reread. You know, that, that's a name that can't be mentioned at Winterfell. Um, you know, Catelyn is just told not to ever bring that up again. Uh, tender, tender subject there for, for Ned. Um, and we've speculated a lot that John is possibly a Dane. Now, to wield the Sword of the Morning, I think you have to be that caliber of swordsman. Now, another situation here is that you have people who believe um, that uh, the King Beyond the Wall... Uh, mancerator is not actually who he says he is mm-hmm. and that he's a dornishman and mm-hmm. that he is from you know um one of the seven kingdoms dorn i'm guessing right mm-hmm. and that he could perhaps be uh I can't believe i'm even saying this sir arthur dane so when we have that that fight with uh as he, yeah, i think he's Oh, he's uh, gl- he's glamored uh, and he pierces his rattle shirt. Have we talked about this before? I think we've talked. A little bit, yeah. I don't know I if we've actually I really gotten be. into the thick of it. But, um, you know, uh, John fights what could be, you know, a really well I mean, established swordsman. You know, mm. whether it's Mance Raider, or I'm sorry, whether it's Sir Arthur Dane or, or, or Gerald Hightower or whoever it may be, uh, someone renowned, someone significant. And so he gets best he gets bested by rattle, mm-hmm. uh r- rattle shirt so or what was his name lord of bones L- rattle shirt okay yeah. cool i was making sure i got it right um you know so but he, he he holds his own and i think you know he could be uh in the running for you know a possible sort of the morning position what are you looking up what's going on
0: i'm just i i have i have a catlin chapter pulled up where where rob is um where they capture Jamie, and I'm just I'm just sifting through it to see if Rob kind of mentions anything. He um, it, it doesn't. It, I don't think we it, it doesn't say anything about him being. Um, he he does get he does he has blood on him, and Catelyn is worried that it's his. Uh, and he talks about it's an it's like a Northerners that they were that they were they were riding with. So it doesn't mm. look like he actually mentions anything specifically about like one-on-one
1: combat. Yeah, um, there might be more stuff, and people who are listening can let us know if there's in follow-up chapters people talking about what he could and couldn't do or how he performed on the right, battlefield. Most mostly
0: like his legend is just about he hasn't lost and, and stuff like that. But so really, the only thing I can think of that specifically that just comes to mind is when he is um, is when he's uh, like training with with Joffrey. But I but even then, like I I'm like I think it just it just appears like John's way better.
1: Yeah, it does. Well, here's another thing too, is neither one of these guys have, have ridden in, I don't think, tourneys, right? right. Tournaments where that's that's just where you can kinda like, you know, show your skills off to the realm and, and stuff like that. So that's not they've had that chance. And you look at someone like Tywin Lannister, right, who's more of a commander, mm-hmm. you know, and more of just like a governor. He's he's mm-hmm. he's a, a lord in which he was hand of the king, you know, for the mad king and stuff like that and, and ran the kingdom, you know, smoothly. That's not true.
0: We do see we do see John fight. Um, he or Rob fight. Rob fights the Wildlings when uh, Bran is attacked. When they go out riding, and that's where they find Osha. Okay, yeah, yeah. But I mean, he's fighting. You know, like right. he and he and he and um Theon, Theon. are fighting. Like, yeah. you know, Wildlings. I mean, they just
1: right yeah. tear him apart. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just not a lot. There's there's. I wish there yeah. was more. I actually because yeah. I really like Rob a lot. Mm-hmm. Actually.
0: Um, that but, is one thing. That's another thing where you get a lot more of Rob in the show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that sure. is, yeah. A lot of these other characters kind of get like their own angle in the show.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he seems more like someone who can hold his own in the show In the book. He's a, he's a, he's the young wolf. I mean, he's, you know, yeah. well, yeah, I mean, he's, he's Ned Stark's son. I can't imagine he'd be a slouch. No, no, no. He'd yeah. probably be, I bet you he's as good. Um, maybe not better than yeah, and, and so, the, than John Snow, but you know some of them are better at archery, some are better at so, you know, uh, swordsmanship, uh, writing, whatever it may be, jousting, right. you know, different things. Mm-hmm. So, but anyways, uh, what do you think about the whole Jon Snow, you know, being a Dane though?
0: Oh man, we've talked we've talked about this before. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff about it. I actually, and we've talked a lot about um, the is Mance Rhaegar, is he? Uh, Arthur Dane, and then there's the big theory of is Tormund Giants Bane? um or you know, is he? Is he? Who is he? Gerald Hightower. Mm-hmm. I keep always wanting to say Otto Hightower. Who is Otto Hightower?
1: Otto Hightower was remember the Hightower who was hand of the king to the one of the old Targaryen. Kings. That's why. That's why it um, keeps. Right? Yeah. it's
0: it's so fresh in my mind. We, we, we just. Of, uh, I know, and I'm just like I was like, why is that one the keep series coming? Right. Uh, or, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So Gerald Hightower, the White Bull, right? yeah yeah the white bull. yeah, yeah, that's what because he, he's a king's king's guard, yeah, right. yeah, um, yeah, so there's a lot of theories that um torment is uh is him. And I was actually just reading or listening, I was audiobooking um a storm of swords right now. and in John two, there's this interesting part, I don't know why I just found it so interesting. I texted Sir Ezra immediately. he's on mm-hmm. vacation. I texted him, and I was like, Hey, I just listened to this thing, this chapter, and I'm like, I was at work listening to it, and it just really caught my ear. I should say, um, is that it is when John is being taken mm-hmm. yep. to Mance Raider after he has killed Corn Halfhand, and he, it's like him, Torment, and uh, Agret, and they're all going, and Torment is trying to convince John, even though John is, you know, is he's killed Corn Tor- Halfhand, and he's he's pretending to be like, I'm going to join you guys, I'm going to. And leave the black and um, Mm -hmm. leave the night's watch and become, you know, a wildling. But um, Tormund has just, there's just some really interesting things. He's talking about how he got his name and it's almost, he almost kind of describes it as if like he was, he kind of like chose it, Mm -hmm. is the way it kind of comes across. And then he refers to the free folk as the free folk. Mm -hmm. And then later in the chapter, Egret says, or Egret, however you pronounce it, um, she just says free folk. So I I don't know why this stuck out to me, well, but go ahead. it's, it's like if I were describing a scenario and I was saying it, I was describing a scenario to say someone from another country, but well, Americans, we do this, right. I wouldn't say the Americans unless I was perhaps talking about it in a past tense. Mm-hmm. So it just seems odd to me that he uses the word the, and now like if you are, if I were describing like a historical event, like, well, the Americans fought the British or whatever. Um, but it, it, it's just weird. It's a, he's he he refers to them as the Free Folk in like a current tense, which yeah. I don't know why. I just found it really weird. There's a lot of theories that um like a podcast which we don't mention anymore. I like guess YouTube yeah. channel we don't mention anymore. Yeah. Um. But uh, <laughs> I mean, it's fine. They're they're fine. Yeah. Um. But um. In their videos, that's what they talk about is that he use? sometimes he uses like pirate like language and then kind of shifts back and then makes it almost seem like he actually like realizes he's speaking differently. Mm-hmm. So he has to catch it. Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, I will to find you guys some examples of that. Or, or if you find some of those, um, s- send them our way. There's, just, there's a lot of torment theories. Yeah, there, there are. Actually. There's other theories um, about
0: is Courtney Halfhand, um, is he Arthur Dane? Is he. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sir Oswald Wentz, mm-hmm. I think is his, the, mm-hmm. one of the other Kingsguard. Because yep. Corrin Halfhand is described as being like a boss. I mean, an absolute, right. very well, skilled fighter. Um, he like, stays out in the winter. He stays out up north longer than anyone else ever has.
1: And Yeah. Well, and there's things with Mance uh, and, and his referencing to him as a brother more than just at the Night's Watch. It seems mm-hmm. like there's a, there's a deeper connection there uh, than just the night's watch. So I don't know. And Tormund is really convincing John to try and sleep with
0: a Yeah. He really should do it. Like, (laughs) right. So why? It just seems odd. (laughs) I mean, why not? Right. (laughs) I know there's that, there's that too, but it just seems kind of odd that he is so willing when all the other wildlings are all, the all the other wildlings, like the Thens and stuff, don't trust him. Even after he's gone up and kind of persuaded Mance that they're going to lead the attack on castle black. Um, but Torment is still just so willing immediately to help him.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's something there. I mean, there, there's not. I, I mean, a lot of those though. Well, the, it's just tricky because you're, you're pulling somebody. You're pulling. Um. Like the word but putting the or the in front of something. You know what I mean? So it's right. it's. A, some people might oh, we say it's some, a, we go down some deep. We do, but I mean, some people might say that's a stretch. But but really, we've we've seen in the past that Ger can do things like that mm-hmm. where he the, the subtleties you know and the way in which someone speaks or you know um, past versus present tense you know matters so yeah anyways all right thanks for the voicemail though um let's should we move on to the next uh uh yeah next raven here mm-hmm. um let's see da, 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 da. who do we got here so this is uh grant mattingly i think mm-hmm. all right uh well met good sirs i was listening to the latest episode latest podcast over uh eddard's uh, chapter and I had a thought about the butcher's boy. I believe he was killed because he would have been another voice supporting Arya's story. And that's mm-hmm. a good point uh, in front of the King. Um, the butcher's boy would have told the truth and I know he is low born and I'm not sure his words would hold much weight, but a story exactly the same as Arya's would have been the deciding factor in the King's judgment uh, that I believe is why he was killed. Curious if you have any thoughts on this. I enjoy all of your podcasts and look forward to future content. Uh, your friend, the Yellow Knight. I know. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That is so cool. So
0: yeah, actually, that makes a lot of sense as to why he would do it. Is because Joffrey kind of, you know,
1: Joffrey freaks out. Uh, yeah. I mean, um, it, it, I I could see, um. Cersei being the one behind that though right that you know too, it's yeah. saying you know run this butcher's boy down kill him mm-hmm. uh, just not even caring you know what I mean so I, again if the Hound is ordered to do that and is actually told to kill the boy that would kind of fit with the whole yeah. we had several people uh, send us a raven I think uh, Lady mm-hmm. Kelsey mm-hmm. sent us a, uh, a raven about this too I'm not sure if we, put we it talked in, about this yeah yeah I'm not sure if we put it in the show but I think it was ju- I think it was just before we started this episode yeah. she sent us something and she was kind of saying the same type of thing that it doesn't fit with his character. We, we were not really which sure would, why the Which hell would, he would also do
0: that. add, which would also maybe add to the reason why um, during the during um, battle of Blackwater Bay, you know, when Stannis attacks, that he is like, "All right, I've had enough of this. I'm out."
1: Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I, now this whole bit here with. Um, him telling the truth with Arya and in her story. I get that that's why maybe Cersei would want him out of the picture. Also, just Joffrey doesn't like him and mm-hmm. wants him, you know, whatever, wants him punished and whatnot. But um, it's it's another step, though, isn't it, to kill the Butcher's Boy? Why kill him? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I think, you know, Sir Grant the Yellow Knight here is on to something. That there this could be uh, to not, whatever, to protect Joffrey and make him look like you know, he was in the right or that it's just, you know, his word versus her word type of thing. So, um, yeah, man, I, I, honestly think that could be, that could be it. That would fit with the, you know, he's ordered to kill the butcher's boy versus just did it on his own, right? The hound's not going to just cut this boy down for no reason. He can easily, you know, ride him down, knock him over, break a leg if he has to, or break an arm or whatever. It doesn't have to cut him in half, you know, and then he could tie him up and bring him back but they don't want his voice heard. So I got to say, Sir Grant, I think it's a great, I think it's a great point. Um, you know, it was and we, well, and Sir Matt and I were actually talking, were, were we not, that it could be someone else could have killed him. Right? Absolutely. So someone else could have killed the butcher's boy. And then, you the know, hound, and then the hound is just, the hound is just the one who's actually like bringing him, bringing him back. Right. And then d- just doesn't, uh, oh, d- doesn't refute, you know, Eddard's, Statement or whatever it just doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, feel the need to, to correct him and that it wasn't him who killed him to let it let, let editor think whatever he wants. He doesn't care, you know, type of thing. So, um, but yeah, yeah. So I think that's pretty straightforward there. Um, poor butcher's boy, man. Yeah, I know. That's I mean, it gets like, the hound on Arya's list. Mm-hmm. It does. And, and I think then we, you know, learn a lot, a lot more about him. And in, 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 in the reread process, we question it. Completely, because it just doesn't seem like something he would do. So not not that he really cares a whole lot. There's this ambiguity that you know um, to these characters and stuff. They're not wholly good or wholly bad, you know. But uh, he would definitely seem like he'd have to be ordered to do something like that. Yeah. So, all right, what else we got? Um. Okay. Here we go. Uh, here we go. Uh,
0: Sir Robert of Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Once again, uh, Sir Robert of Newcastle here going to drop a new theory. I've been tinkering with. I've been pondering. The North remembers saying, "What if the Night King has no qualms with the North, and the real enemy is the South? Cersei could be the real target. What if the Night King is a Targaryen with sights on reclaiming his family's throne, or a Stark uh, wanting to avenge the North? Would that make sense if they um, will decimate East, heading down to the mm-hmm. King's Landing before coming up north for a final battle of supremacy with the Warden of the North? Mm. I know it's just a rabbit hole, but that's just my theory.
1: Yeah, awesome." Mm-hmm. Awesome that, you know, because we did uh, like a prediction on how we thought the Night King might invade mm-hmm. uh, the Seven that Kingdoms. A, I think that
0: was a Patreon episode, wasn't it? No,
1: I think that was on. That was when we it's were like, doing theories, right? Just yeah, okay, on, on Thursdays. So that uh, we each had, like, I think uh, I think we had Sir David and the Huntsman with us, and we were talking about the different approaches that they could take. And one of the things that I said that they might do is to come down and attack. Um, White Harbor and mm-hmm. take that fleet that Lord right. you know, Manderley is working on and maybe use that to then come after King's Landing. So that kind of fits in Sir Robert and I are, you know, I mean, based on what I was, like my prediction, it's mm-hmm. kind of the same idea. He would come strike King's Landing, take out the south quicker, almost bypass the north or come right down, you know, uh, the east mm-hmm. uh, versus coming down through the neck. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh and if the South is conquered and they would see a real true horror at that point, they would see, you know, that would be an interesting way to do it. I mean, yeah. t- to be honest with you, because you always think about it coming down to the North and they're, they're used to it. They've heard of the story. They still right. kind of believe in Grumpkins and, and, and you know, Starks, but the people in Dorne, they don't care. Yeah. They have no idea why the walls even there. They, 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 they don't give so that a second hard. thought, yeah. right? So if something this dark and sinister were to come down um, the narrow sea in, in such a way and, and strike at King's Landing and go south and conquer And then the north is the only thing that stands Against him, that'd be pretty epic Yeah. So, and, the, and,
0: so- and, the, and that's the other thing Is that the south and everything don't care And um, You know, I'm, at, I'm uh, in a Storm of Swords right now, and it's the part where I just got to the battle of uh, Castle Black, right, where the mm-hmm. wildlings come Yep um, And uh, it's so interesting because John is talking about His dad and Benjamin's plan Do you remember this? So the, the, uh, Eddard Stark had come up with a plan with Benjen Stark as to how to kind of reman the wall. And the plan was to give older sections of the wall that were no longer Mm -hmm. occupied to other lords and then have them pay tribute to, um, to the night's watch, pay their taxes. The night's watch instead of Winterfell, um, Wow! Yeah, I did not remember that. Yeah, it's like it's like a quick little section, yeah. and then and, and then John just talks about how well you know it's it was definitely something that um, would have to be in spring during the spring because else no else no one would want to do it, and you'd have to convince the Night Watch to give away some of their 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 land so they're holding their land, right. And stuff like that because yeah. they're talking because yep. they're talking about how um, the Night's Watch doesn't how it um, it doesn't it's not it's not really fortified from the south yes um right and that then they talk then he goes into the the fact that um at one point you had like the lord commander at castle black and he was kind of feuding like the Night's Watch had its own like civil war between like
1: mm-hmm. yeah the um, different
0: east teeps. watch yep. and uh shadow tower yep. and they all kind of yep. Were, yep, yep, yep yep and and so the whole point and then he talks about how Benjamin was explaining it to him and he says that um the whole point is that it's not supposed to put itself into the you know qualms of the realm right, and all yeah. this stuff, and right. it's just really interesting. It's it's just it's it's just it's it's a really cool um, thing. So then you have you know you have the the Starks here who are trying to you know help well, the Night's Watch more than anyone else exactly. So what more than anyone else, yeah, you're, yeah. Just as you were saying, the North is the ones who who actually cares about it because it's not, it doesn't affect anyone else.
1: Well, and I think I mean there's two plays on the so um, Sir Robert had mentioned here. The North remembers, right? You know, and so he's talking about. That in a different way, but right. the, but in this sense, what you just mentioned with Manning the Wall, um, that's really interesting. I I do kind of. It's like it's. It, I mean, it's it, it's. I not, the civil, the, the, right. the 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 fighting that happened, but I I didn't. Yeah,
0: it's that's not. A, it, it's not. It's it. It doesn't even seem like it has really any.
1: But they're vulnerable context. from the
0: south, right? Yeah, completely vulnerable. Yeah, the, that's the why Castle the Black, yeah the, the Nights Watch is
1: completely vulnerable from right. the south. That's why the wildlings do what they do. Right. You know, that's why they're able to attack that way. Mm-hmm. And they're hoping that they can open the door and let right. them, let, let, yep. the, let the horde in. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting.
0: Super cool plan,
1: though. Yeah,
0: absolutely. It is. I actually, you know, not that I want to dive off of your theory here, but I actually think that the, the Night's Watch itself is kind of a, like, it is a kind of a dumb idea. If you really wanted it to work, you should just have it be Towns. Like you know what I you know what I mean, you mean just like have it inhabited, you know what I mean yeah, you know it should just be towns at the wall or you because that way mm-hmm. that way like you're just building up population, you know what I mean, like you're just building up population, yeah, and then and then it's like and then you just train those people, you almost have it like kind of like a Spartan type race where you're just constantly war type training mm-hmm. your you know your civilians. And then yeah, uh, I get you. Instead instead
1: of just having like um, the celibate men, type of men, men, yeah, who can't have offspring, yeah, yeah, and then it's I like you.
0: and then you're always
1: searching for people. Be- I, I could see what I could. I actually kind of see your point there with like if you're a man of the Night's Watch and you can. I, I get why they have their vows, right? We right. understand why they can't marry and have children and stuff like that because they have married the wall like that's what they're married to defending it but the idea that you'd have a culture of people who that was their legacy right was to defend the seven kingdoms from the others the great other that's pretty epic you know yeah Uh, yeah so that's kind of cool but yeah you're right I mean it is it is uh the the, but the Starks and and Winterfell are the only ones who take it serious and Mm -hmm. only ones who really kind of See its value, right? So you would almost need a t- an attack at the south in some regard to make people think, like, well, what what's going on up there? People to start to kind of care what's happening in the north and beyond Winterfell.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Well, I mean, that's the thing is we don't we don't really know that we still don't really know the Night King's plan.
1: Mm-hmm. You know
0: what I mean? We just
1: yeah. That's why you and I were speculating on yeah. on what he would do. Yeah, we don't
0: we don't know. Well, because, okay. the only thing I will say though is like at least in the show, um, and the Night King hasn't really been. Kind Of shown off in the books, mm-hmm. um, the Night King in the show definitely has. I mean, he's definitely going to have an epic battle with Jon Snow because they have the stare down moment, mm-hmm. um, yeah. at uh, what is that? Uh, what is that called? Not the Frost Fangs, um,
1: yeah, it's be too quick. It's uh, the place where all the wildlings are, right? Hard home, hard home, yeah, yeah
0: and yep. stuff like that. And then when he's staring down Jon Snow on the on the middle iceberg, you know, and uh, Thoros Amir is injured and then the Hound throws the rock and hits hits one and then, you know, like he throws it and it lands on the ice and they all realize they can run across and
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Stuff like that. Yeah, so. Um, now, one more thing though. The that- only thing about this with Cersei being the real target, maybe he does have a maybe he does. He he sees like them as
1: he killed they killed Eddard Stark. Sure. If they're more in, in, if there's an allegiance or some sort of deeper ancient tie to House right. Stark, you know, and that we had someone a, a couple of weeks ago talking about winter is coming, the North remembers, you right. know, the, how those words could be twist, you know, right, mean different things, um, and how the Starks could have some type of tie, you know, to, well, and to that
0: land. And they, the other thing is that, that they talk about, um, Catelyn talks about in it's like her first. I think it's her first POV chapter where she goes into the godswood where Eddard Stark is um, Cleaning off ice after he kills um, Mm -hmm. Garrod Excuse me Um, And she's talking about how All of the other houses Their motto is like something uplifting right except for How stark which is winter is coming and winter it seems gloom great, but what if winter is coming? is actually, you know, just throw a, a good, rabbit here like a good thing like winter is coming. Like yeah. we're like the night king Thank goodness is coming. coming. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like one our day. ally you know, I don't know. No, that's what I'm saying. People yeah. have,
1: have taken that that approach with it and it would it would kind of fit because one thing Sir Robert is saying is the tar- is the Targaryen connection is mm-hmm. that he could be somehow, you know, did you ca- did you catch that mm-hmm. in the in the raven? Yeah. Um that if he's of some Targaryen um ancestry like he could be coming back to claim Right. You know the throne, uh, for his his family in a mm-hmm. sense or whatever. You know, Yeah. Uh, which is interesting. So, okay, um, yeah, yeah. We, we could go on that for a little bit, but we'll 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 move on just a little bit here. And, uh, uh, and
0: uh, our trivia time, trivia. trivia. All right, here there it goes. is. This one. This one's uh, kind of simple. I think it's probably an easy one here. During the sack of King's Landing during Robert's Rebellion, who persuades Aerys Targaryen? Mad King to let the Lannister men in
1: yeah great question so during that d- during the sack of king's landing who persuades Ares Targaryen to let the Lannisters in
0: yeah Ares Targaryen the second
1: yeah the Mad That's King
0: mm-hmm. all right all right here we go now on to a huge <laughs> one here this be good um, yeah. I believe she's a new patron isn't she
1: I think so I don't know I, I've been on a vacation so I, I don't know she
0: is uh, Julie Craith, how you pronounce it? Pretty sure she's a new patron.
1: Creith. Um,
0: She messaged me and she said, "What is your preferred uh, way of sending ravens?" And yeah. I um, just so just kind of say that again. Uh, we email or email. Then you, Sir Ezra gets those. Facebook message, Instagram. I get those. Uh, if you're a patron, Sir Ezra gets those. Mm-hmm. If you leave a voicemail, just remember, you have like three minutes. Yep. To uh, to talk, but um,
1: anyway, is a good way of. Hitting hitting us up, um, we check them all, guys. We 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 really do. So even like today, we had Instagram. So mm-hmm. we yep. checked that as well. We just try to try to kind of compile it. So yeah, she uh, she was like she was like I just want to send this via email because it's gonna it's definitely gonna be over
0: three minutes here. So I have actually <laughs> not really read this, but um, <clears throat> here we go to the good sirs who lead the way on this noble podcast hey there i'm not even going and then in parentheses i'm not even going to pretend i can keep up all that traditional (laughs) westeros type of speech for this length of raven i know this isn't the first time uh i've said this but um i'm repeating it once more for emphasis i completely am loving every episode of the podcast since first turning in thank you very much we Mm. always love those uh it's my first time uh reading the first book in the series and I love getting to hear other thoughts on the subject and having a new perspective or insight that I don't uh, just don't get from reading on my own which leads me to uh, wanting to contribute some thoughts aka ramblings in regards to the next chapter coming up which is honestly one of my favorites both in the book as well as the show so focusing on Ned I feel like this is the first time we truly see him stepping into the role of parent versus lord of winterfell not to say that any of the previous moments in the book display him in a bad light with parenting but this one shows him as being the uh you know kind of panicked worried sick dad um proper courtesies be damned we see him having spent four days not knowing where his youngest daughter is not knowing if she's safe or injured or anything uh, which makes the whole scene uh all the more stressful in my opinion because i remember watching on the show and thinking it was like Arya spent an afternoon out in the woods and being brought out to camp. That's a good point. Yep. Right. It was very it was good. Very good. Four point. days. It, it, mm-hmm. Yeah, it is four days. It, in the, I remember when we, when we read that last week, I was like, wow, it's four days. Long time. I forgot yeah. About yeah. Right. And then yeah, you're right. She was and, eating berries to Right. Kind of in state, the show. Yeah. It makes it seem like it was just like that
1: night. Right.
0: Uh, and up to this point, we've always seen him very well composed and very proper and very aware of every word he says and action he makes. Uh, He even has to remind himself that you can't just run straight to his daughter, that he can't completely drop his uh, priority for his daughter. And then when he gets into the room, everyone's gathered in. He has no issues raising his voice with Robert, not caring in the slightest. This man is his king. Mm-hmm. I think part of that is that is that it is Robert. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We kind of mentioned that. Yeah. Um, this also for me has always been a big turning point for several characters in the first book, primarily Ned, Arya, and Sansa. This is the moment where it feels like Ned is truly seeing that Robert is not the man he once knew mm-hmm. and loved as a brother. Up until this point, he seems to stand... Uh, To still kind of cling to the history they've shared and given him the benefit of the doubt. That despite all of the changes in Robert's from the physical ones to his continuing desire to eradicate the Targaryens. uh, It wasn't really until this point until it seems that Ned finally sees Robert as a changed man from the one he grew up with. Also with the line. Do it yourself then Robert. He said with a voice cold and sharp as steel at least have the courage to do it yourself. It reminds me a whole lot of the moment with him and Bran back in the first chapter when Ned is explaining it must be him who swings the sword Mm -hmm. when a man is to be executed. A ruler who hides behind paid executioners soon forgets what death is. It just seems to fit so well with this uh, new light that Ned is seeing his oldest friend in. Robert is no longer a man who sees death as something he deals out himself not the one to carry out the sentence he puts to motion, and uh, which also seems to play a role in his eagerness to take out Viserys and Daenerys, uh, despite barely being a threat on a completely uh, different continent. We also see in this chapter the first real pains of leaving home uh, that both Sansa and Arya face. It is their first taste of how cruel the world can be outside of the safety of their home at Winterfell. We have Arya, who is nine years old, who has spent uh, four days with Uh, No one for probably the first time in her life And Sansa who's an 11 year old Who is trying her best to appease her father Protect the prince she's betrothed to And keep the favor of the queen Who she looks up to and who she'd like to be one day Um, And despite the animosity They have for one another They will have throughout their time in King's Landing. This is a rare instance in which uh where we see both Stark Girls on the same side, trying their best to stop any harm from coming to Lady, because mm-hmm. even if her sister lied about things, Arya doesn't want her to lose her wolf too. Yep. And despite her uh <clears throat> desire to be a proper Southern Lady of the court, Sansa will fight for Lady with all the strength a girl her age could have. Propriety be damned. In uh, it's an event that sticks with the, both of them moving forward, and while it does cause major tension between the two of them, it also gives them a taste of what's to come and leaves them both cautious of the people they encounter going forward in King's Landing. It also kind of adds the already lingering feeling that nothing good happens when the Starks leave the safety of the North. Uh, so that's saying, saying that's my rambling uh, about this chapter. How do you guys feel about the events? It has on the effects of the Starks in the South going forward. Obviously, um, uh, it can be considered a fairly small event compared to some of the others uh, as well as the rest of the series. But it does seem to have a big impact on your um, in your eyes. Or does it kind of pale in comparison to the rest of what comes when they arrive in the capital? Um, also, random shout out to Renly Baratheon for not being able to keep his composure. when it's <laughs> mentioned that Joffrey got beat by a nine year old girl is one of my favorite moments and something she really missed in the show. Looking forward to the next episode. Uh, your faithful hedge knight, Lady Julie of House Crate. Yeah, I believe she. Is, well, I believe she's a patron.
1: Well, Lady Julie, uh, thank you so much for the raven. That uh, I love it. Sorry, I just got to uh,
0: hydrate here. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you just yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> Sir Matt was having a little trouble there. Yeah, well, uh, a little dry here. Sorry. Yeah. No, but it, it's it is actually. So the question boils down to, you know, this situation with um, Lady right and them kind of well their their first I guess adversity. That they're facing right here on the road, um, on the King's Road. The, you know, is this super significant, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think it is, right? Oh, it's a huge turning point. It is, it is. And um, even though they're still in the same... It's really kind of
0: the turning point.
1: Well, and here's the thing. So even though these two girls, these sisters, didn't like each other really necessarily, yeah, they they end up on the same side here and they end up defending, um, you know, they're trying to defend Lady, right? You know, and they don't want they're dire wolves something to happen to them you know but then going forward this is something that is kind of um i don't know it's it, it uh gets between the two of them oh, absolutely i guess you know and even though they're still family it's something they're gonna have to overcome and we're looking forward to in the books when we when we have that meeting again and, and to see sort of what is talked about we got that in the show and it was interesting um but i think it would be it's going to be a lot different mm-hmm. in, in 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 the books i think it's going to be similar though don't you I think they're going to come back together and be yeah. real you know um honky dory or whatever to, to together right. but uh yeah I, I think it is a big deal what if
0: one of them's dead in the books gosh <laughs> that <would laughs> totally change everything That would break my heart <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but
1: uh, uh yeah i don't know uh, it, it, there are other things that happen moving forward but you do get the idea right out the gate here when the Starks leave Winterfell or their direwolves are not near them. Bad things happen, you know? Yeah, that's um, what we get a lot. Yeah. When
0: you go south, bad happens.
1: Right. And, and for both of them, they lose their direwolf. And so things do not go well for them. Either one of them. They both have a really rough right. path. Very different, um, but both extremely rough and, and very, very hard. A lot of hardships ahead. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think it pales I think it's literally the, the first of many uh, things. It's a hu- it's a huge point well, and in the then, show, and, and then I think the I
0: think it's also kind of how people respond to it. Um, in that you have Arya who immediately just kind of like is, is like I want nothing to do with these people anymore, and then you have Sansa who still kind of used Joffrey as her betrothed,
2: mm-hmm. um,
0: and then Joffrey g- going out of it is because they remember they stop again. And just kind of have a feast. Mm-hmm. And I think at that point, Joffrey's like, well, I'm done with Sansa. Yeah. It feels like because he doesn't walk her back. Remember, the Hound walks her back. Yeah. It yeah, explains yeah, yeah. that story um, yeah. of how he got his scars, you know, like just like the Joker. Um,
1: but uh, yeah, he starts to kind of like, you know. It's, he, he I th- but j- I think it's at this moment
0: where he's like, I'm out.
1: Yeah. Well, he still has to do his right, his duty, right? And in the show, they do a good job of the conversation with his mother about, you know, have as many horses as you want, but, you know, she's yeah. going to be your your wife. You're going to unite, you right. know. Um, that's That marriage would keep the kingdoms, you know, uh, at peace, right? So, um, I don't know, any other thoughts? First of all, yeah, uh, also huge shout-out to Renly Baratheon for for, yeah. for making fun I of know. Joffrey. Uh, it's great. Um, but, uh, I don't know, man. There's, uh, I thought another, another piece that she mentioned, to go back up here, Robert and... Um, And Ned's relationship. Mm -hmm. We talked about this in this last episode and just how the um, they, you know, Ned doesn't recognize this person anymore. You know, this is not the guy he grew up with. Do you think anyone else? Do you
0: think anyone else would be able to get away with walking in? Like, what's the meaning of this?
1: Yeah, no, exactly. And and the line, you know, him saying, do it yourself. Right. You know, have the courage to do it yourself. I don't think that Ned would say that to another king. Well, you probably not, but he maybe wouldn't have said that. He definitely right. has definitely that that uh, that relationship where he can do that, but I think he still would speak out in a you know slightly more proper way. proper way. Yeah, right. but uh, but yeah, he's he's sort of lost. I mean, Robert, in his eyes, he's losing. He's, there's this respect that's being lost. I mean, to the point where we always do these pump up episodes before we we watch a little bit of the show before we start uh, recording, and and Sir Matt decided to show me, um, you know, when. Um, Ned Stark's last sort of you know command or whatever you know uh, is to, to call out yeah. the mountain and, and to denounce him and uh, and things call and call up to, on Beric and Yeah, right. You know, so um, I I don't know. I think that's well. You know, the funny thing the funny thing is that you
0: get you get it more in the show because you get that scene where Robert is talking about you have the two scenes one where he's talking to Cersei about you know their kid they lost mm-hmm. and he's talking about you know what's better one army or or five, um, and you also get where Robert is having the scene with Jamie and Baris and Selmy, where he's talking about how was your first kill, mm-hmm. and we you get it here too in the, in the in the books um, where Robert's talking to Ned about how, and then at the at the tournament where he's just like he's like I just want to get out there and fight again and do all of these things again, and but here he's he just shies away from it. Like yeah. I don't want anything to do with it. I just want to go back to drinking.
1: Right, yeah, I I don't even remember where I was going with my point exactly on that, but I just the the the, the difference between the two. It's just yeah. he's just noticing that his friend is is not who you know who he thought it was going to be, and he's disappointed. Yeah. Oh, I know, I was going to well, say. Well, you you see, the, is, that he, is that he's trying to make this once he gets to you know King's Landing? I think the scene that you showed me. Right, sorry, I lost my train of thought. He's trying to kind of bring the 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 um, the kingdoms back in order a little bit you know, the crown's in debt. Yep. So he's, you know, I think it's because of his friendship with, you know, the King and he's surrounded by, you know, what he thinks are, they're just using him, right. Right. They're just kind of playing him and he's just sitting in this role. So he's trying to take back some of this and he's trying to do, um, do things the right way. Now, um, yeah, I don't know. And he's trying to, he's trying to speak reason, you know, on the small council and talk to him about this Targaryen piece and, and not do the hands turning and all this other stuff, you know, but, um, it's, it's just... You're trying to undo years of, of bad habits and mm-hmm. um, poor ruling of, yeah, of Absolutely, this, yeah. You know, John Aaron was what was keeping it together. And really, again, uh, Tywin Lannister, if you want to talk about how the Mad King was, you know, um, jealous of, of what people were saying about, you know, Tywin when he was running the kingdom then. Right. Tywin's still running the kingdom, and he has all this money that he's pumping into it. And mm-hmm. you know with that money comes influence. Absolutely. You know, and sway. So... Um, so and I think you know Ned's trying to to counter that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Lady Julie, thank you very much. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and let
0: Sir Ezra read this next one.
1: Yeah. Okay. So we got the old uh, the old ghost Ghost of Heron Hall, is back this week mm-hmm. and, uh, and and challenging. And I would just go ahead and say he's gonna, he's
0: got a message every week. You know that, right?
1: Oh, it's great. I hope so. I you know what? It's actually um again it's one of those things like I I took the books. Uh, with me and uh, on on vacay, and I actually read quite a bit. And, Ghost Manor uh, Hall
0: seems pretty um, Dance of Dragons heavy.
1: Oh, I love it! Yeah, that's where that's that that's where I am with the whole uh, Green Dream bit, right. where we're trying to do on Patreon, where we kind of talk about what, where are the players, where are the pieces, where are they at, and where could we go going forward. That's the most exciting mm-hmm. part, right? Because you've got bits and pieces of Winds of Winter out there that we can look at. Um, we're getting teased a lot, but. Still, this could go in so many different directions. Um, so let's go ahead and read this here. Uh, let's see. What other treasures did Euron Greyjoy, um, Lord Reaper of Pike, find in the ruins of Old Valyria? So he has uh, Dragonbinder, a suit of Valyrian steel, Shade of the Evening, uh, and his brother says he is unchanged and unaged since he last saw him. When Euron is crowned king, he changes his house sigil. To a red eye held by two crows, supposedly a play on his nickname, Crow's Eye. Okay, so what, as I like to do with the ghost, I'm going to take this in parts. Is that okay? Shall I read the whole oh, thing go first? Right or? Ahead. Okay, I'm just going to read that part, and we'll we'll stick. We'll get to the second part. We'll later. get there in a second. Yeah. Okay, that's like um, a different question. So, so, so the treasures. What other treasures um, did he find? Perhaps in old Valeria who knows i mean there could be a, there could be a lot of different things that he found there i think it's interesting that i actually think he did go there uh, mm-hmm. i think some people have kind of I, I think it's questioned in the book a little bit as to whether he went there he claims that he went there i think he did and i think that there's probably a lot of stuff that's it's a it's feared but i i could think of dragon that, egg yeah yeah exactly he well he could right i mean if he went to Valeria, yeah the the, the other piece with this is that other people have gone to these dis- distant regions and stuff like that, and they've never came back, you know, been killed or what have you. And he has returned. Um, and he's returned with dragon binder, you know, Valyrian steel, um, you know, armor. And uh, I think it's interesting points out, you know, shade of the evening, which we're going to get to here in a second. Um, the other thing that he brings back is he has all of these, um, Oh, he's got like a, a, a priest and he's got um, the warlocks, right? He's got those warlocks. And so, so anyways, um, but he comes back, he changes his house sigil to a red eye held by two crows and you know, his nickname is uh, crow's eye. So I was, ta- I've, I've, often mentioned and I've talked to, um, Sir Matt about this, the idea that he is, or at one point could have been, um, had, had the sight, maybe like, like, uh, had dreams or had um, I, don't know, I don't know if I should call them green dreams or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but be- because there's a lot of different there's a, there's a lot of different take on who the three eyed crow is. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, I keep going back to it, but it's just it's it's I just we all, can't. We know who
0: the three eyed crow
2: is? No, uh, I
1: don't. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Right. I don't think we do. What? Here's the thing. I I I think we know who's sitting, and I think we know. The the, the the crow is a untrustworthy bird. It, it it signifies death and it's uh it's it's symbolic of, of something darker. You mm-hmm. know, the raven is a more honorable um I don't know, it's it's held in higher esteem, right? The the raven, yeah. right? So blood raven, right? And then you've got Well Blood Raven is the three eyed crow. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> is he though? that's my thing is that like that there's a lot of theories that say that there's, there's a lot of speculation that the three eyed crow might be some, might be something else. It could be something trying to persuade, you know, brand to come where we're, you know, to see what we blood are Raven. calling blood Raven, you know, um, the three eyed crow. But I, I, I don't know, man, I'm just, I'm just, I, I, or I get, okay. If you want to take the stance that like, like that blood Raven is the three eyed crow. Yeah. Does it say that actually in the book? I believe
0: so. I believe, I believe it. Because it, it, uh, I believe he tells Bran that his name is Brendan Rivers.
1: That he's Brendan Rivers. Who
0: is Blood Raven.
1: Who's Blood Raven. Yeah. But is he the three eyed crow that Bran keeps seeing in his dreams? Oh, you're saying
0: it could. You're saying, you're saying that, like, the three eyed crow. It may not actually be blood raven. Blood raven may be like attached to the tree, but it could be like it's like a power or a god, and it's like it acting, d-
1: using him. Have you ever go, go pull up the wiki right now?
0: I know.
1: Uh, okay, Did you type in three eyed crow. Yeah. Okay. What does it say? Uh,
0: the three eyed crow uh, appears to Bran uh, Stark in his dreams. It is known by the children of forest as the last green seer. Uh, in the television adaptation of Game of Thrones, it is known as the three eyed raven. Uh, Bran has dreams. A um, dance of dragons uh, With the assistance of cold hands Bran, Hodor, and the reeds Reach the three-eyed crow In a cave in the, with the haunted forest This is not an actual bird But a man who says He was once a lord called Brendan uh, He is a pale skeletal man In a rotted black co- clothing and a weirwood throne With tangled roots His skin is white Aside from the red blotch On his neck and cheek uh, Brendan has fine white long hair Long enough to reach the floor He is missing one eye While the other is red
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds an awful lot like uh, <laughs> like Brandon Rivers. Uh, yeah. yeah. Now, okay. Fair. Now, here, Hold on a second, though. Okay. I, this, I wish. I wish I had it. I wish. Of all the books that I don't have right now, I don't have a Dance of Dragons, which is killing me. So um, I went and bought all these. And I, I've always had the electronic version and right. listened to them and stuff like that. And I, I look up the, the physical version. I want the physical so I, the, during these podcasts I can flip to it and actually you not know have read to, it. Not to skim through it. And actually yeah. read it. And what I'll do here, I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to make a plug to um, a couple different YouTube channels. I want you guys to go check these out and look up some information on the Three-Eyed Crow. Yeah. And look up you know, Order the Green Hand has a great three-eyed... Uh, crow theory yeah, And it's all about the symbolism behind You know right. the uh, old Nan telling him That it's a Trixie bird So it, it's just the idea that we would You know Blood Raven Would turn into the three eyed crow And, and I'm, I'm I'm saying the way it's presented in the book Yeah that I, I get that Whole piece that he you know comes off as The three eyed crow gotcha, The one who Bran is Seeking and who is appearing in his dreams right. and stuff But I'm not so sure I'm not completely sold that that the three eyed crow who is appearing in his dreams, you know, that it's not a different power at work here. Right. Or or a good, uh, like, like, like the, like the great other type of situation. Right.
0: Well, well, the thing is, is that a lot of, so I've read a lot of theories on the three eyed crow, especially on Reddit. And they talk about how, well, who was the three eyed crow before blood Raven. Mm -hmm. Now in the show, Mm -hmm. It's it's totally different in the show. So yeah. if you are somebody who just watches the show, it's the three eyed. They call in the show. They just call him the three eyed raven. Yes, yeah. there's, there's no crow. Straightforward. It's just straightforward. and I believe he also. Well, it's not. He never I says didn't it, say Brendan Rivers, Rivers. But it's, he's just it's, he's just a guy who mm-hmm. is the three eyed raven, and um, I believe he. It's mentioned that he's like a thousand years old. So it's just like it's the show just takes its own version of it. So you completely have to separate the two,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, in the books so, because who who is was there a person that was there before blood Raven and was the the three-eyed crow before hmm. or was it just the power of weirwood trees that, that so that's so that's I think what sir Ezra is talking about is that there's a lot of these different theories that like blood Raven isn't just like blood Raven may be the current three-eyed crow he may be like mm-hmm. a aspect of the God that is the three-eyed crow. Mm-hmm. Um, is that it's it's not just specifically oh blood raven, oh, and then it's brand. There's a bigger yep. thing that works. There are theories that the three eyed crow actually works
1: for the others. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. Yeah. So here's here's the thing. So, when the Three-Eyed Crow first... And we're getting this this week, I think, aren't we? Yeah. Isn't, isn't Bran coming this up this This is Bran. The Sunday chapter is Bran's first kind of green dream. Right. He's okay. oh, yeah. he's
0: not haunted, but he he sees the,
1: the Three-Eyed Crow. Yeah, he's trying to get him to fly and things like that. So, yeah. the Three-Eyed Crow, when presented there, is all about trying to open his third eye. He keeps tapping, mm-hmm. and there's this burning on his forehead, right? Um, You know, and... So, I don't know. I, I to, to me, they've always been... I see this force that's, that's at work in his dreams could that be brendan rivers being the you know embodiment that the vessel which we're using to you know what have you yes but then that gets back to all those questions where we talked about was brendan rivers tricked into this is this what's best for the realm and should brand be trusting in this three-eyed crow right i I, we're gonna have to dedicate a whole episode to this because I'm gonna have to bring some some text and stuff to the table on this one because there's just a lot more to it than you know because okay <laughs> okay we're if we go off the TV show we're pres- it's it's presented to us that Hodor is just Hodor you know mm-hmm. Hodor just says Hodor and there's such a, a, a bigger meaning behind all of that um, we have people who we, we just got done talking about Raider possibly being someone else. You know, and all these people who were taking these little tiny lines and were saying, "No, they could be this person." And what we know, Raider is actually supposedly killed in the books, and then you know uh, is actually sent to Winterfell yeah. on a rescue mission. Yeah. So, my point is, is that it, the the way it's presented in the books, and I wish I hope people will send us ravens about this because I'd love to talk about this next week more. Um, their thoughts on the Three Eyed Crow, and and, yeah. and really, what is the Three Eyed Crow's purpose? Is it a, a good force? what's, what's really going on here with the children, you know, and their connection to the others, you know, uh, I think we're really, we, we get a little jaded from the show because we've seen how they're created right in the show. And we're kind of like, Oh my God, you know, the, the, the children of the forest did this, you know, and, and is it some connection to the old gods or, you know, as Melisandre says the great other, you know, what's the difference? Right. So, all right. Sorry. That was a little crazy, but, uh, I just think there's way more to it, man. Well, I mean, think so, about think about this, is that... My whole point with that real quick was Euron being called Crow's Eye. Yeah, we can get back, we'll get back to on. that. Hold yeah. on. The crow... And, and order the green hand. I'll give him a shout-out here. They say... That they made a very good point the other day. I was watching one of their episodes. The Crow's Eye... Um, they're almost theorizing that Euron has had Crow's dreams where the crow right. has appeared to him right, and tried to... You know, when Bran is falling, he sees all the others who have fallen before him who did not fly. They did not take off. He they see, sees the skulls and the bones, right? And so, and then he does soar and takes off. So, he's the disciple, the chosen one who is to go beyond the wall. Well, perhaps Euron was one of those who had those dreams or who was, you know, uh, who, who the three-eyed crow was trying to reach, you know, beforehand. I don't know. Just all a thought. Right. Well, I mean, think about this. Um,
0: I, had another, I had another point, but. We'll get off, we'll, we'll save it for, we'll just, sooner or later we we'll going just have a big discussion about okay. Blood Raven, the Three-Eyed Crow, all Okay, all right. Um, but, what if, People are gonna think I'm crazy, by the way, but no, it's, it's okay. <laughs> well, so what if, um, we talked about this before, we, you and I have looked up theories that the Three-Eyed Crow is actually kind of working for the others. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, a, that's a thing. And so, possibly, if you are Blood Raven and you are working for the others, Maybe, like, not he didn't want to, but he was kind of forced to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which wow makes a lot of sense actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, God, mm-hmm. sorry, I'm just tinfoils <laughs> going nuts over here because Jeez. oh my god, it's all just clicking in my head. Okay, so hear me out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what if it's like Blood Raven is kind of like uh, being torn, right? Mm-hmm. Between two, and he's kind of like, uh, like. Could Bloodraven kind of separate the two, right? Like it's mm-hmm. almost like it's almost like a parasite, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like taking over, but you can still kind of fight it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what if it's like the whole idea there's people that Blood Raven warned Rhaegar, told him of the mm-hmm. of the thing through dreams or whatever. But then what if like the three eyed crow, that is like essentially say let's say taking over Blood Raven, mm-hmm. um, wants is working for the others. Right. Right? So the three-eyed crow maybe it views maybe it view it looks at, it looks at Bran and says well maybe Bran is who could get, who could tear down the wall because maybe he has the connection through Bran the builder mm-hmm. the blood mm-hmm. the blood maybe yeah. he could be Bran the builder there's all those theories Okay um yep. and so they he views him as that and then maybe he views Euron Greyjoy as, well, Euron Greyjoy just got the horn. Let's say, for example, Euron Greyjoy has the Horn of Winter, mm-hmm. which they thought maybe was beyond the wall. We don't know. Maybe he has, or he has Dragonbinder, all yep. this stuff. And so maybe that's like the 3 Crow's ultimate purpose,
1: is actually to serve the others. That's what, yeah, is that it's sort of, a, or it's a, it's, a, it's a way in which the... Um I don't know, it's an emissary of, of the of the other, of the great other, or something. You know, it's something that's, right. wor- like you said, working for, yeah. Right. Um, because, think about this, so Melisandre talks about um, how
0: in the in the chapter in A Storm of Swords, I'm just in A Storm of Swords right now, guys, so I'm going to keep referencing it a lot, um, that's where um, Davos is in the cell, and Melisandre comes down, and she has the torch, she's going to take it away, and she's talking about R'hllor. And she's talking about how, like, none of the other gods matter, it's all going to come down to two things. She's like, light, darkness, life, death um mm-hmm. ice and fire or lore and the great other so the great other let's say is the weirwoods mm-hmm. right okay. and like ice and then what fights it is dragons and then so you have westeros essos that aspect too lore comes from essos so it's this idea of like dragons versus mm-hmm. weirwoods
1: yeah yeah, see, and that's my that's my thing. Going back to the very beginning when we started all of this was 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 to dive into the gods, and and I've heard um, you know Gert talk about this a little bit, and that there is he's never going to come out and say there is just one ruling right. god or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it basically is it's the whole piece with uh, Tyrion's, you know, um, is it Tyrion's riddle? So yeah. someone gives the riddle about well, like where where is like mm-hmm. the power is in where you believe. You know, right. is it in uh the wealthy merchant, is it in is it in the king? Is right. it in the swordsman? You know, it's wherever the power is you know, where your belief is, is right. where we'll, th- the we'll power think will we'll be. think about this, right? Let's also here's another here's another
0: thought I had. So, um the great other, right, from the land of always winter or whatever, it may have faced a man made setback by the wall. Right? Mm-hmm. Like the wall drastically limited its potential. So you okay. could almost argue that that was like their doom, right? And then when the men came over, they chopped down a lot of the weirwood trees. Okay. Um, you know, like the and stuff like and that. And that's
1: if you're saying if the weirwoods are connected. If the to, weirwoods are connected to the great other. That's an if. Just one to total if
0: here. Yeah. Um, we don't have no. There's no connection. No, it's already. a good. No, yeah. I think it's I'm just saying it's possible because that's, the that's, rabbit hole that's, was going down. Well, earlier. that's that's part of this theory is yep. that is that the weirwoods do serve the great other. So wouldn't say like the doom of the land of always winter be the wall being created like that drastically limited it the men mm-hmm. the andals coming over chopping down the weirwoods um and then um the doom of valyria which you could almost argue is maybe lore because it's like a volcano mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Yep. um and so dragons you know you could almost argue like that maybe we just know that the doom happened. Maybe it was a man-made thing. Maybe it wasn't an, an you know inflicted mm-hmm. thing. Um, so it is totally possible that perhaps you know now that was the doom of Lyria. That was like relore's major setback.
1: So. Yeah, I get you. Couple gods Cause having because when, when you look at
0: other gods. Yeah. Um. Like when we were in a world of ice and fire, it's, it was a couple. It was we could uh, definitely some chapters ago. Um, when we were talking about the Roinar, remember they had like, yeah. the turtle God yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. like that and how they basically were just crushed.
1: Right. Mother Roin. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and they had their, their, their water um, wizards. Right. You know, and, and priests and things. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then the
0: old gods face a setback essentially when the seven comes over. And yeah. Yeah. So. That's
1: that's just a piece I've always been intrigued by. It, it's just like who like the old gods who the hell are the old gods? Yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? And like, what's the difference between the old gods and the and the um, the great other type right. of thing? And I guess what's really thrown me is, is when I saw the show. What really jacked me up is when I saw the show and I saw the children, you know, creating the you know the others or the or the, or the white walkers or what have you. You know what I mean? So you remember that they press the they mm-hmm. press the dragon glass in the into his chest and and they create you know. Whatever they created. Um, so, okay, let's get back to Ghost of Heron Hall's um, Raven. Is that cool? Yep. We went down a super big rabbit hole there, and I apologize. Um, anytime I start to talk about the Three-Eyed Crow or Blood Raven, I just, I'm working on, so the, the problem here is that we're working on our, a couple of different theories and different things um, outside of the podcast, and so sometimes I just want to dive into all of it, but I we need to save it. So, uh, moving on let's see. Supposedly. Okay. Could he raise the dragon egg that was thrown into the sea? Um, is, is Piet uh, pre, uh, on his, so that would be, that's the warlock, right? Mm-hmm. From, um, uh, from Karth. Um, could, could that warlock could pre be on his crew of mutes and hungry for vengeance against Daenerys. If anyone could find her in Essos, you know, mm-hmm. it would be, uh, it would be Piat. Um, Azor Ahai wasn't a super nice guy. He killed uh, Nisa Nisa. Euron has already killed plenty of kin and has a taste for glory. Could he be Azor Ahai come again? Um, so let's let's hang with those two questions for a second, Sir Matt. Um, could he raise the dragon egg that was thrown into the sea? Sure. Possibly. Yeah, I think... Well, a lot of people and, have tried. Right, and, and I think recently, so I said I wasn't going to do it, but I did, Winds of Winter, some of those chapters... Um, oh... Aaron Dampier has I think a dream uh a dream or a vision. I'm not sure when he is actually drinking to go back up here it was the um shade of the evening he's mm-hmm. he's drinking he's captured uh by the like the warlocks for the warlocks take him uh, or three and he he has visions of 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 uh of Euron doing mm-hmm. crazy shit like that I mean he's got like you know um all tentacles on the iron throne and like um, raising the Kraken type of situation. So, so yeah, there's definitely some some evidence already in Winds of Winter that we could have something, you know, uh, like that. You know, I don't know if, if it's like going to be a dragon or not, or a dragon egg, um, but something from the sea, uh, you know, the powers that be there, the god you know, of the sea, mm-hmm. uh, rising, you know, to, to the Ironborn who worship the god of the sea, um, the drowned god. And, um, yeah, so so I think that's that's a that's a yes, you know, could happen. Um is Pre one of the crew uh w- one of the actual warlocks that was captured? I think he is. I think they actually there's um I didn't think that at first, just to be honest with you. I I totally kind of uh as Sir Matt did recently with with uh, with the Daenerys chapter you you were telling me. They get kind of they get kind of boring. At some points so I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Like yeah. there are points with Daenerys that I'm like okay, let's it's get back just, to Westeros. It's, it, right. And even the show
0: uh, felt like that. I was just kinda like, are we ever gonna get
1: Anywhere? Yeah. I know so, it, it just is a long time. And it, it's it's, it's and just, she's on her own, sort of, it you know is. what I mean? She, separated and she's from. on her
0: and, and and when you get later into it and you get to like dance a dragon, stuff like that, and like Tyrion and those guys go yeah, over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, it it picks yes. up. But yes. Yeah, right now right now I'm uh, I'm listening through a storm of swords and, and to be honest, right now I've People since since people started talking about like all oh, reading it and we've heard this before reading the reading the books like through other just like a few you know, yeah specific yeah. people I've just kind of been listening to like oh picking like three people and just kind of listening to their right and so I think it's a super cool way to do it right
1: it is it is but what, but to do anyway, that yeah. though you yeah, have sure. those characters in Westeros bunched up and sometimes Daenerys and this whole bit with her like, in the yeah, house of the Undying gets Daenerys a would bit.
0: actually be a really cool one to just read by itself her, yeah yeah
1: that you'd have to be really dedicated just to just to dive into it because and I will say uh, one last one last
0: thing here before you get back to your theory the Daenerys chapters also I've noticed because um, we listen to the audiobook they're really long yeah because they're so like spread out and different um and they just in a game of Thrones um You have a lot of like where Robert is talking about killing her. Mm -hmm. And then so it'll go from like a chapter of Eddard where it's talking about killing her to Daenerys. Oh, and it clicks. Yeah. Whereas in the uh, the Slash of Kings and Storm of Swords... Mm -hmm you don't really have that connection. Mm-hmm.
1: And so it's just kind of like, it almost feels odd in the in the book. You know, another thing that it does too is like as they go to Carth in these different places, uh, Gur has to explain and describe this new city, has to describe these people. Mm-hmm. You know, I get that that happens with Game of Thrones, but you have more people when... You know, John is talking to Tyrion. We don't have to rehash out who these people are again and right. who who we're meeting. we yeah.
0: what 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 King's Landing looks like and right. smells like. Yeah. And
1: so, so you get with with Daenerys as she's moving along. You know, uh, in her journey, it is uh, we get just more of that, I guess, and and, and what have you. So, um, but is is Piat Pri one of the mutes? One of the crew mutes was you? Is he one of the? Um, the warlocks that was captured, yeah, I think he is now, mm-hmm. that, that have gone back and, and looked at it. Um, it sounds, I mean, he set off after her, I remember this, after uh, she leaves Carth. like, there's she's super, they're super pissed at her, because of, in the House of the Undying, she like, uh, I think she burns a couple mm-hmm. of them, you know, or something, did kills, I actually mm-hmm. think, in the House mm-hmm. of the Undying, which is crazy, because it's the House of the Undying, and she mm-hmm. kills people yeah. in there. So, um so, anyways, it's like the Titanic, man. It'll never sing. right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. But so, anyways, they're uh, super pissed, and yeah, I think he does set off to in this vengeful, you know, wants to kill her, take her dragons type of thing. And you know, uh, the ghost is asking, you know, if anyone could find her in Essos, you know, um, it's it's Piat, and I think the ghost is right, um, but I don't know that Euron Greyjoy knows that. So would he be helpful in finding her? Yes. Or eh, really what I think they're doing is they're teaching Euron different, you know, black arts, dark right. arts, magic, whatever it may be. Um, because the whole piece, you know, as the ghost mentions, he comes back looking unchanged, unaged, you know, there, he's definitely in some sorcery type of situation. He's, he's uh work. He's, he's uh, delving into the dark arts a little bit. Um, and he's using these warlocks and this priest and, and the different things that he's, he's gotten on his journey uh, to just build himself up. Right. You know, so, um, now, I don't think he would trust Piat enough just to send him off on his own to try and get Daenerys, but he might use him and his magic in some way to locate her. right? You know, so, um, okay, the Azor Ahai uh, wasn't a super nice guy. He killed uh, Nisa Nisa. He's already killed plenty of kin, right? What do you think about that, Sir Matt? Like, the idea that Azor Ahai, right, has has to stab you know, like a lion um, and right, yeah, it has to has to has to kill essentially to be the um, you know, Azor Hyde, the the um, well, yeah, great warrior, right? Yeah, see, that's
0: why that's why that's why some that's what other people think. Oh, maybe maybe he'll stab Tyrion or the Daenerys or it could be I'm, 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 I. I really am starting to like this Jamie as the um Azor Ahai as as Azor Ahai, because if Jamie were to stab Cersei, mm-hmm. it would essentially be all in one
2: mm-hmm. and it
0: would fulfill the Valancar prophecy. Do a lot of things. Yeah. Make a lot of sense. And then I I just I really just like the idea of Azor Ahai being not Jon Snow. Like, mm-hmm. just being, or Daenerys, just being some... Someone who we wouldn't expect, necessarily. Someone maybe. we would expect, yeah.
1: Who's, like, sort of, kind of middle-of-the-row type of right. character. And Euron will be someone that we wouldn't expect. Right. Euron Greyjoy. That'd be crazy. Yeah. I mean, that would be... I don't... Would you like that? I mean, would you, like, would that even be cool? To, uh, it's interesting. It would. De- well, it's definitely not happening in the show, but... Um, right, but right in In the in books, the book, it's possible, yeah. B- because Euron's out collecting all these different, you know... Artifacts, yeah. Euron to
0: me in the book though seems kind of like power hungry. Well, he seems kind of like what Stannis is, where Stannis is just kind of going along with it, and Mac- Melisandre believes, oh, Stannis is a high
1: Stannis is this. That's gotcha. what Euron kind of seems like to me. Okay, so not someone who truly is, because he is, he's he's called an um oh, his brother Aaron, you know, yeah. the priest, mm-hmm. um the drowned priest kind of mentions that he's, uh, he's not religious mm-hmm. and he doesn't really actually, um, he's not beholden to any faith and he's not a, a religious man. So, right. you know, I, I can see that him, him not really taking it, it, it serious and, and just, uh, just gathering these artifacts that he thinks are going to help him right. take control, you know, and, and, and rule supreme. So, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a good thought though. Um, let's see another interesting thought here from the ghost. Um, oh my gosh this one uh, okay so the vagus nerve bypasses the spinal cord and goes straight to the brain mm-hmm. even for people whose whose spines um, have been interrupted and are no longer connected top to bottom those people can still come to climax and have airs. brain cannot be ruled out in continuing the stark line ghost para yeah, this
0: is this is we're gonna every week I feel like we're just gonna have a new like scientifical. Thing that right, was yeah. well over our head Because I was a history major yep. uh, With like a psych minor And I guess psychology is Somewhat of a science <laughs> Uh, But it's not a medical one. Um,
1: Great. So you're you're no help at all on that. No help. Yeah. Uh, At all. So. Yeah. I don't know. I think it would be kind of cool. It'd be neat. I don't know if any of that's. I have no idea. I have no idea. Honestly. So. But. Food for thought. I mean, but I
0: do think in the show, Bran just kind of brushes Mira Reed off, and she just kind of leaves. I don't think we're going to see her again in the show. But in the book, I do think that Bran and Mira might get together.
1: Really. Yeah. 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 Dude, I'll tell you what, I love Mere Reed. Well, because the, Reed, the cool. Reeds
0: are going to be a, a part in the in the books. I think the whole Howland-Reed thing is going to be a part in the books. Mm-hmm. And so I think that there's definitely going to be something going on with them. Whereas in the show, they kind of just were like, well, Bran saw it and now Sam knows about it. And that's just kind of it. Um, But in the in the books, I think the whole Howland-Reed, totally different. Mm-hmm. Halloween's Reed's definitely going to show up and definitely tell us
1: about it. I just have to say it one more time: do, do you think the do you think the Three Eyed Crow is is is, is tricking <laughs> Jojen? Like, do you think the do you think the Three Eyed Crow tricked Jojen and in, in, in his vision? Yes. Um. You, you remember he like like the vision that that Jojen has is that there is a, a winged um. Gosh, what is it? Mm-hmm. It's a winged. Uh, I can't think. Yeah, but dire uh, uh, direwolf right. or something, Maybe. Yeah. some creature, a dragon. Yeah, uh, and that's a direwolf, I think. Um, in the in the crypts of Winterfell, and like they have mm-hmm. to go. That's why he decides to go. He tell he tells how he tells Reed that, and, that to his he, father,
0: and Halen Reed sends him.
1: Right. Yeah. So what I'm so there's a so you see now if you're gonna say the three eyed crow is is Brendan Rivers yeah Blood, Blood Raven. Raven yeah and. And he's so the three eyed crow thousand sends, eyes and one thousand eyes and one sends this green dream or mm-hmm. or maybe Jojen just has this green dream. Right. Yeah. But he seems to know he also does know the three eyed crow, though. Yeah. That that is a, that he understands when Bran talks about that, he gets it. He knows what he's talking about. um Is there some trickery in that? Is there why does he have that? Yeah, that that dream that his dreams come true. Right. He knows that they will. He, he's foreseen when he will die. Right. You know, jo- Jojen has these different you know visions. So, <laughs> what did they unleash? What did they set free? You know, down there is it Bran himself being being you know freed because he's he is the the wolf who who can fly. You mm-hmm. know, we were about to get to that chapter where he actually takes flight. Mm-hmm. His his third eye is opened. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. there's a lot more going on there, and I would love to hear people's thoughts. I don't know, he, people in our book club. Do A little research, a little digging on the three eyed crow and some of these dreams and visions and things that are associated with it. Maybe I'm a complete lunatic and I have no idea what I'm talking about, which is what half the people listening probably think, but I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, I'm Sir Ezra the Watchful and I'm just looking out for you know lots of different angles. So, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> I mean, here's some quotes
0: by Brendan, aka Blood Raven, aka the three
1: eyed crow.
0: crow. <laughs> okay, what. Um so let me see.
1: By the way, thank you Ghost of Aaron Hall. Um we're, we just went down a different rabbit hole here, so let's
0: Yeah. Um, let's I wore many names when I was quick, but even even I had I had a mother and the name uh, she gave me at her breast was Brendan. This is the three-eyed crow to mirror Reed. Um and then he says, "I have my own ghost brand, a brother I that I loved, a brother that I hated, a woman I desired." Through the trees, I see them still, but no word of mine has ever reached them. The past remains the past. We can learn from it, but we cannot
1: change it. Okay, now see, those are direct connections to Brendan Rivers. Yeah. Okay, so I believe, just to be clear on this, yeah. that he is talking to Brendan Rivers. Okay? I'm just not so sure <laughs> that the three-eyed crow who he is seeking after, that, he, that has appeared to him... It's like not a conscious Brendan Rivers. Possibly. Is, that, is that is that the three like so no, i'm not even going that far i'm I'm even saying that that like you said like the parasite type of situation where yeah maybe brendan is 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 a part of that and is and is sort of the crow is coming there i just get back to this it's maybe what i'm getting to is that brendan rivers is not necessarily looking out for the realm like you've always said that he is because the crow is a tricksy bird yeah and it's, it is, it's a liar. Well, I think it's like, it's, I think it's possible
0: he's like possessed and he's like kind of fighting. That's you know what I'm what saying. I mean? Yeah.
1: So that's what I'm saying. The three eyed crow itself, you know, that that's, a, that's appearing here and there, you know, I'm just trying to. Right. And
0: also, and also he says, so Brendan rivers, blood Raven says that he has tried to reach out to people and he can't do it. Mm-hmm. So why is it that brand can? Right. And we only know that from the show, the show, but well, I definitely think it's going to happen in the books. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, otherwise, there's no reason for Brand
1: to mm-hmm. to become it. Yeah. Now here's something interesting too. Jo- Jojen says he's not. I also think that's a load of
0: BS. What? The uh, I've tried to reach out to people and I can't do it. Because I, I, he's talking I, about I, altering
1: the past, though.
0: Well, but he can
1: still reach these people in the present.
0: Could he not? I think he. That's can. what he did with Brand. Isn't it? I think it's, well, yeah, it's possible. he did that with Bran. I think it's, also, I think also think ghost is unless he's not the dire, the dire, the, the dire, wolf. And I believe he communicated with Rhaegar.
1: Okay. But okay. So here's my thing. He's, I think, I think the whole Rhaegar just
0: decided to, to suddenly fight one day. I think blood Raven
1: had something to do with it. Read that quote. Again, also, so I'm right? just going to go ahead and say it. Yeah. Back to lady Stoneheart. <laughs> I think, uh, <laughs> she's a part of all this. God dang it. Um, Okay, so I don't. Know, I, we we should probably just table it. I don't even know. I I just yeah. there's 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 more to this than meets the eye. That's all mm-hmm. I'm gonna say, my friend. I yeah. Uh, okay. Any other thoughts on the three eyed crow before we? You're pondering. I'm just pondering. Yeah. But my, okay. My, my 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 thing is if he can. What is it that you you just had there that you just read the whole piece with Mira, the quote that you just read. Oh, where he's just uh, he said I
0: uh, I wore many names when I was. Uh, when I was quick, but even I had a mother, and the name she gave me at her breast was Brendan. Uh, that's from a dance with Dragon, mm-hmm. Bran 3. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when he's talking to Bran, I have my own ghost Bran, a brother that I loved, who was... Uh, he had a half... I was uh, Damon. No, Damon. Damon? Not Damon, Bla- Damon Blackfire Darren? 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 Okay. A brother Darren that Darren? I hated... Okay. Which well, was, no,
1: because he he had a, he had Damon and uh, see, because that um his brother would have been like Bittersteel was his half brother, right? Right. I
0: don't think Damon was his brother. Damon no. Blackfire and Darren those no, were his his
1: knee n- nephews. Were they? No, I think they might have been one of the bastards that were uh. Now got look at, now I got legitimized. Thing. Yeah, you looked that up, but um, a point Cause that he's I because w- he is the son, he is
0: the son of Aegon the Fourth.
1: He is well. Then okay, then it, it, then then that's so, God, so Aegon the Fourth
0: had so many freaking kids. bastards. That
1: yeah, he was one of the bastards. Then yeah, because that that would then make sense. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. So um, but but what I'm trying to say is that the pa- the keep reading that passage with Mira where, where he says he's tried to reach people. Oh, and sorry, I, I went. I went into Aegon uh, the Fourth. Um,
0: you're talking about the one. Um, so uh, so I have my own ghost, brand a brother that I loved, a brother that I hated, a woman. I. He's not saying he only had this many brothers. He's saying exactly. a brother, right. A woman I desired. She are a sea star. Yeah. Um, through the trees, I, I see them still, but no word of mine has ever reached them. The past remains the past. Okay. Um, we can learn from it, but we cannot change it that doesn't say he's saying nothing about altering the present exactly so right. so corn he's just saying that you know, he king he,
1: king exactly so he has looked into the past his words cannot reach his long maybe they're long deceased you know uh siblings one that he loves one that he mm-hmm. hates etc you know but he does have the ability to if you believe as, as you've said you know he's, he's influencing brand and others in 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 dreams you know then then there's that piece you know where he's influencing them to come to him now my, my, my other question to you is green seers okay um, he's called the last green seer okay um, green seers are, are they just having visions so you're gonna have to hear mm-hmm. me out here for a second are they just having visions that are sent to them by what a, a, a different force some power out there could be um, anything I think or can other green seers send other green seers messages and get into their dreams? I think it's possible. And are those different things like skin changers and warging, which is where basically you're moving in and out of different people's, you know, um, minds and thoughts and things like that. So Mm. I think sometimes we confuse the terms when we talk about, you know, the influence that one individual is having on another versus someone having a, a, a true like green dream Like a vision of the future And things that will happen mm-hmm. Type of thing Does that make sense? Yes it does Okay because Because even Bran has that Dream in which he At the same time Is sort of like connected With Ghost And, um, and Jon Snow Which we've talked about And mm-hmm. I I think we need to do A little more digging Kind of kind of sift out The differences between the two um, So Might help uh, Give us some clarity Moving forward So Any other thoughts man? Uh, no No Okay, sorry. We've we've exhausted the three-eyed crow situation, so we apologize. We will uh, do a little more digging and, and and come back stronger on that front because uh, I think there's a lot, to, a lot to delve into. And again, always watchful for different angles. Uh, thank you to you know uh, the ghost, Lady Julie. Um, who else do we have here? We had um, Sir Robert of Newcastle. We appreciate that, uh, Sir Grant the Yellow Knight. Uh, and so on. Regine, everyone who has sent us, um, you know, Sir Steve for the voicemail. Mm-hmm. We appreciate all the Ravens. Um, if you sent us one and we didn't get to it, that's because it's coming up next week. Uh, we have more Ravens to kind of sift through. You can send those to btkcast at, uh, at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, check out our, our Patreon page if you want to support the show. Uh, get a little shout out uh, at the end, at the beginning of each episode. We kind of do some stuff there where we man the wall, and you guys can pick uh, a sigil, work with Sir Matt and I to to create you know house names, sort of a you know, um, I don't know, just kind of get inv- get get involved in in the mm-hmm. kingdoms we're creating, you know, our Westeros. All right, anything else Sir Matt? Nope. Okay. Uh, what,
0: what, do we have? what do we have here? Uh, oh yeah, here we go. Uh, in the words of House Fossaway, a taste of.